0: Hello and welcome back to livealittlehigher.com We continue with Pirkei Avot, this time with the visions of our fathers from Rabbi Abraham Twersky, with uh, chapter 2, Mishnah 7, in which Hillel says that he also saw a skull floating on the water and he said to it, because you drowned others, they drowned you and eventually those who drowned you will be drowned. So this Mishnah is very cryptic, it's very uh, gruesome, like we can imagine that, that skull floating on the water, and let's see what it has to say. So why does the Mishnah say he also saw a skull floating? What is the antecedent that warrants the also? So the Mishnah is better understood in context. The Talmudic tractate, Avos de Rav Nasan is an expanded version of Ethics of the Fathers, and it... Explains this episode as where Hillel encountered some wheat merchants, and he asked them what was the price of the of the wheat, and they gave him an answer. He, they said it's uh, two dinars a seah. That was the measurement of those days. And um, a bit later, he continued on his on his journey, and he found other people that sold wheat, and he asked them again. To the second group of merchants, he asked them, "What's the price of your wheat?" And they said, "Our our our price is three dinars a seah." So they charge one more dinar. So he said, "But just a bit earlier, I encounter other merchants, and they only charge me two dinars for the same amount of wheat that you wanted that you want to sell me. What's the difference?" He asked them. So the 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 merchants. Answered him, foolish Babylonian, don't you know that the price depends on how much effort we put into uh, into the work that we need to do to bring out this wheat? So indicating that because they had worked harder than the other merchants, their wheat was more expensive. So it was after this encounter that Hillel made his comment on the floating skull. And the term also is used because it's common is a continuation of the principle that the reward is commensurate with the with the effort. Also, we see here another concept that is called *mida keneget mida* that what goes around comes around. He said in the in the Mishnah that because he drowned somebody, somebody drowned him. So here, let's understand this objectively. The weight of both merchants appeared identical. And the only reason for the higher price was the greater expenditure of work went into the one that uh, was more expensive, but the factor was not evident in the wheat because it's the same wheat. So two people may achieve identical goals, yet one may be rewarded more than the other. So we see here, I remember uh, a friend of mine that she made big, big effort in eating only kosher meat. Her family was not kosher. Uh, they would go out to restaurants and she would only order fish. And one day she told me, Margie, I don't know if this is worth it. I'm so tired. I'm always going against the their current. All my family is eating all this stuff and they don't care. And I'm the only one that's eating the kosher meat. And sometimes it gets hard because I'm very limited when I go out to eat with them. And sometimes I, I wonder if it's worth it. And I said to her, you know what, who, who has more reward, you or me? Who is making a bigger effort here, you or me? For me, it's not an issue to eat kosher meat. My whole house is kosher, everybody eats kosher. When we go out to dinner, we don't even think about it. We go to a kosher restaurant. We're really not making any effort, apart that the kosher meat is expensive. But otherwise, we are really not uh, containing ourselves from eating something that is not permitted because we're not in, in that environment and it's not a temptation for us but for you that you go out with your whole family and you make it a point to only eat fish or only eat salad it really is an effort so the reward is, is much much bigger so an observer may see this as unfair perhaps due to favoritism like you would see if you were an observer maybe you would say like it's not fair that these people charge more than the others but if you really look at the effort that they put into bringing that wheat into the world maybe they have to carry more Maybe they have two, there are less people working on it. Who knows? Or the place where they grow the wheat is a harder place to grow it. Who knows? If we could see the whole picture, we would understand why they charge more. So, however, since the one expanded greater effort, his reward is much greater because reward is commensurate with the effort that we invest. So here, Hillel, then he goes and he puts this principle into the, the punishment uh, of this skull, of what happened to this skull, and he said, eh, upon seeing the skull of one who has been drowned, he said that he met his fate because he had drowned someone else. so yet Hillel said, those who drowned him were also guilty and will receive the punishment. So what he's saying is is that we sometimes don't see the whole picture, we only see fragments of it, we're not able to see the whole story of what happened and it's very hard for a human being to really put judgment into people's actions and what people do because we don't see the whole picture and for that we have to leave it to a court of law and to divine justice because at the end of the day Hashem has his ways and he has divine justice and we have to trust that Hashem knows what he does so believing divine justice is one of the essential principles of Judaism Both individually and collectively, this principle has faced many challenges. Even Moses was troubled by the suffering of others. He used to ask God, why do people have to suffer so much? I can't take it. Why? Let me know. And Hashem said, I'm sorry, you're a human being and I cannot give you the answer to that. It's not for you to understand it. Why? Because if we would understand why a person has to go through what he has to go, we would be insensitive to their pain and we would never feel for them why no he deserves it if you would see the whole thread of events that happened since the first day of creation and what that soul went through through the whole worlds and the and the reincarnations and everything you would say you know what he deserves what's happening to him so we would feel zero for anybody so the only way that we can feel empathy compassion love uh, uh Pain for someone else is when we don't know the whole thread of events of why that person is going through what he's going through, or even ourselves. So the secret of divine justice cannot be revealed to any living person. And even Moses, who was privy to almost everything in heaven, would have to wait until his soul was returned to his maker, and be out of his physical body to be able to understand why this happened and it happened to be that after 40 years of devotion in the in the desert when Hashem said to him I'm sorry you cannot enter the land of Israel something that looks so unjust to us that it looks like where was Hashem's justice like these people had to shepherd all these these people that were um, so so uh selfish and so uh, stubborn in the desert and finally he's ready to enter the land and Hashem doesn't allow him to enter the land but nevertheless once Hashem gave him that decree Moshe said God's God's actions are perfect and he never questioned them and he accepted the harsh divine judgment with grace gracefully so here Hillel wishes to stress That the truth of divine justice can be known only to one, and that's to Hashem, who knows infinite time and infinite space. And to anyone else, any incident is as incomprehensible as a single piece of a huge million uh, jigsaw puzzle. Like, if you have one little piece of the whole puzzle, you cannot even come to imagine what the puzzle looks like. But once that piece enters the puzzle, and the puzzle is completed, then we can understand the whole the whole story. So here what we're we're getting to know is that we can only see tiny fragments of vast, of a vast universe and we're unable to grasp the meaning of any isolated occurrence. Both reward and punishment are ultimately fair, but we are not privy to the ultimate. So with this, we is a big lesson that uh, Rabbi Hillel gives us on not judging God, not judging others on understanding that there's a bigger picture than what we can grasp and in this way we will be able to live with more peace inside of ourselves and trust in Hashem. So I wish you a good week and live a little higher. Thank you.